Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. This is Peggy Amanisi, the bestseller, the bestseller, um, the author of the bestseller Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug, available on Amazon and most bookstores for order. Um, tonight our show is a little different. Um, I have um, a young lady on by the name of Michelle Catherine DeAngelis, and she was named after the Beatles song, I'm sure Michelle Mybell, and originally, she's uh, originally from New Rochelle, New York. Michelle is a pianist, a singer, songwriter, musical director, organist, teacher, animal lover, and a mommy. So um, fast forward her years of classical piano, recitals and performing, Michelle arrived to study at the Conservatory of Music at Sony Purchase. Alongside her studies in studio composition, Michelle was playing live uh, constantly in New York City. She included stops at the Bitter End, CBGBS Gallery, Cafe Velati, The Red Lion, Tripica Blues, some of these I may be saying wrong, so Michelle will have to correct me, the Triad Theater, Acme Underground, Downtime Dillon's Bar 169, 
and more. But I'm going to bring her on the air now and let her tell us a little more about herself, and we'll get into a little more about her bio and some of her wonderful music. I fell in love with her music the first time I heard it. She's very spiritual. She's very deep. And um, I'm going to bring Michelle on the air now. Hold on, please. Welcome all. Hi, Michelle. You there? Hi, Peggy. I'm here. How are you? How you doing? How are you? I'm doing Oh, I'm great. hanging in there. I don't know. I got a frog in my throat tonight. Allergy season has begun. So I'm sitting here drinking lemon water. <laughs> and okay. I'm trying I'm to read. Tea, so we're... Yeah. Are you? Okay. Well, maybe we both should put a little vodka or something. something. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and I'm sitting here with one eye because of my allergies. I cannot take, not to complain, people, but, hey, we talk about everything on the show. Um, yeah. I have, I'm, I'm, I'm working with that. one eye right now. My my left eye is swollen with, <laughs> with junk from my allergies, so maybe the snow will get rid of that tonight and so I can get sick again two days from now. So anyhow, Michelle, darling, tell me about yourself. Tell me some of the well, things you've done. You... Let's see. <laughs> okay, so hey, I, I got your script I... in front of me. I've read some of. You know what? I stopped kind of in the middle because I have a trouble. I have trouble talking sometimes <laughs> with my MS. That's what we all and, have trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess okay. Make me feel normal. <laughs> Not. <laughs> and usually, I have my sidekick Melissa on, who is a teacher, and she's my editor. Thank God, and my niece, and my. Uh, partner in crime here, and uh, she corrects me all the time, so, but she doesn't make me feel bad about it. So anyhow, um, tell me some of the things you've done. You've, 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 you're, first of all, your music is off the hook. I mean, you are like the bomb girl, I, and I'm not even Aww, kidding. I mean, thank you. That's can I tell sweet. people how I met you? I am yes, very good. Course. We have a mutual friend, uh, Sabrina. I wonder if she's listening. I'm hoping she's listening. Did she know we're going to be on tonight? or? I, well, I, I hope so, too. I sent out an invite, so. We'll okay, see. yeah, I did, too. Well, so, Sabrina came in um, years ago from the state of Washington, uh, newcomer to the, to, to the city in New York, and even though we're 30 miles north of the city, and and she she's an actress, and she works, she's a hostess for a um, a place in Briarcliff on North State Road. I, I guess it's still the Briars, from what I, I'll give the Briars a little bit of a plug. Still mm-hmm. the Briars, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, I was the, like the first person Sabrina met. We became instant sisters. Uh, we've continued our friendship for years and years and years. She's been there for me for many, many things. As you all know, that I've had many losses, including two of my children to cystic fibrosis. And Sabrina, you know, we... Sabrina's done a lot for me. Sabrina's even in my book. Uh, Sabrina and her late husband, Chuck, they were like family to me. So then Michelle comes along, and Michelle, to be honest, I I saw, I guess, one of your songs pop up on her site or something. I listened to that, and on my heart just jumped i was like beautiful i felt your spirituality and being an artist myself with writing now i guess i considered one i just felt your music and i said i have to have this girl on my show and then when i read your bio and i'm like my god i mean for such a young girl you have done so much so i want to shut up because i i have i have a little bit of the diarrhea of the mouth here sometimes <laughs> but what a talk show host does okay little personality going on here too but tell us about yourself i want to know everything you've done and i've i've um got some of your music tonight and we're going to play some and we welcome callers uh in for just to hear the show or to talk to us um about what 
you're doing with your life and what you feel your calling is. And you can call in at uh, area code 347-838-9201 if you'd like to speak to Michelle or myself. Uh, hit the number one to get in the um, the queue, and I'll know that you want to speak to us. So, Michelle, take the show. Go for it. All right. Well, let's see. I guess I will start with that I, I came from a musical family. Um, mm-hmm. My mom was a singer, and um, so my mom, you know, guided me towards the piano, and... Um, mm-hmm. So all through my childhood, I accompanied choirs and things like that. Um, you know, was your mother a local, uh, local singer, well-known singer? Yeah, well, and... she did. She she went to American Musical Dramatic Academy. And, Will we know her? Uh, or... she, no, she 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 did. You know, local things like in the city. She did summer stuff. She did off Broadway. Um, oh, okay. She did make an album. Yeah, she you know she did it did it for a while. She still sings and we do some shows together sometimes. Um, What's her name? Can I ask her name or say oh, yeah, name or whatever? Susan. Okay. Susan DeAngelis. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay. Uh, hi, Mommy, if you're listening. <laughs> hi, Sue. You got a great kid here. You did good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my mom sang on the Joan Rivers show a few years ago and she's done some things in Atlantic City and stuff like that. Oh, she did? But, um, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had a hookup, you know, with Joan Rivers yeah. myself, but we didn't discuss that before. Joan Rivers oh, uh, really? was our national. Yeah. Uh, she was our national chairperson for cystic fibrosis. And when both my children were living, I was very active in the foundation. <clears throat> Joan was wonderful. She really, po- you know, promoted the awareness of C- CF, you know. And actually, at one point, I became. I had worked with a, her best friend, another woman by the name of Joan, whose husband worked for NBC. And Joan and I were going to try to get together and do it like a Jerry Lewis telethon for cystic fibrosis, but it never panned out with my business at the time and my hectic life and whatever. But hmm, that's a common bond. That's fantastic. So go ahead. I'm shutting up again. That's very so tell us cool. about yeah. you. So, um, so anyway, so then, you know, I kept a journal for many years, like, you know, most crazy teenagers do. And um, mm-hmm. and then I just sort of went into writing songs um, just as a way to express myself, as you know, because like I always artists, had right? like a lot of yeah, a lot of like swirling <clears throat> things in my head, and um, mm-hmm. and then I Who ended up write? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean of course, and that's why the arts are so important, you know, it's right. just a, it's just a way to uh, focus your brain express. in a different way, mm-hmm. and. Um, so then I, I went on to SUNY Purchase and I studied music there and and then while I was there I just sort of forced myself to start playing gigs and um you know I sent you a list of those things because I I think you know w- whatever was driving me I just wanted to play just like mm-hmm. to get experience and um just to be out there it felt like you know that's something I should do so um. <clears throat> Along the way, I've just sort of done um, all these different things. Um, Sabrina's mm-hmm. trying to contact me to see how she hears the show. I'm trying to tell her how she hears the show. Yeah, just to tell her to call in. Tell her to call in. I'll, I'll pick her up. Tell her to call in at 347-838-9201 and hit the one key, and we'll bring her on. Okay, let me get the number again. Go ahead, people. Like I said, you know, this is unplugged, uncensored. We're, we're just sitting around... BS and <laughs> try to make the world exactly. a better place. And, 
Exactly. So bring her on. Where's I'm my Brina? the number. Hopefully she'll call. For all the locals, you know Sabrina, I'm, I'm sure, from the Briars. And she was uh, she's a widow now of uh, Chuck Riley from Verplank, where I live. Um, through the best parties, they used to kidnap me for Christmas and, and, and uh, our Italian fest here in Verplank. And I go to a party that morning, and I wouldn't come home until two days later because we'd start all over again the next day. <laughs> we had a wow. great time. We had a great time, you know. Then we ended up with Paradise Pizza the next day. Plug for the Paradise here in Verplank. Vic is a friend of mine. Cool. So. <laughs> yeah, well, just tell her to call think, in as soon know, as I see her. What? I want to tell you how I met Sabrina, actually. Sabrina was um, um, my um, RA. I can't type oh, really? at the same time. i got to stop. <laughs> Yeah, she okay, was my okay. RA for um, she was my RA at purchase, and and then we became friends, and we stayed friends. Okay, tell people what RA is. Not everybody knows what that is. Oh, a resident assistant. I think that's what okay. it stands for. Yeah, I, yeah, so. you know, I got some. Person. I got some of my friends that think like me. Like, what the hell's an RA? You know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, RA is a is when you're in a college, it's somebody who's sort of like the go-to person in the dorm. Your mentor. So, like, your you mentor. Have, yeah, and sort of like, you know, the person that keeps the peace, you know, kind of thing. Right, um, right. Yeah, so, anyway. I would have needed one to keep uh, me from the brawls, but. <laughs> right, well, Just if joking. there is a brawl, she's the one that, she, you know, would would tell, like, the school or whoever you, you know. Yeah, I you don't, you don't want to mess, job. you don't want to mess with Brina Johnson. <laughs> you don't want to mess with no, that girl. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> no, she's, she's a kitty cat. I love her. Yeah, yes, she is. So, um, I love her, too. So, um, yeah, so then, you know, I just started performing, and then I, um, <clears throat> when I graduated college, I was like, okay, I need to get some sort of job. So I started teaching right. um, piano lessons, and and then uh, I got a job um, doing a, a, um, a production of West Side Story as the musical director, now, mind you, I oh. had never played a full score before, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, um, well, I can teach them the music, you know. So I just right. sort of, like, fell into doing theater. Right. And um, after that, I started um, working with a lot of different theaters and um, doing a lot of different things with singers and children's theater and, you know, just all kinds of different stuff, uh you know, attached to theater. However, have you you've done off Broadway and Broadway, or or I, I've no, seen some I of the things you. I've done some off Broadway stuff, like as far as like cabaret shows and and whatnot, but not like an actual theater production. Um, I was over at the Westchester Broadway Theater. I did some stuff there with another mm-hmm. group, and um, anyway, but you know, along the way, I always kept writing because really um, writing was my first love and so during that time I also worked with some different producers and wrote some songs for some artists and you know different things like that but really didn't go full force like to try to um, you know make that my career and so I just kind of jumped around on different things you know I got a chance to, to sing at somebody's wedding and so then I met an organist and and I started to learn the organ, and then I got a job as an organist. So that's a nice gig because <laughs> it's steady and, and things like that. Yeah. But, 
so, you know, but I just felt like really I was sort of not going towards where I really wanted to be, which was really being a songwriter and an artist myself. And, um, right. And um, I was just giving my music away and stuff, which is fine. I don't mind giving my music away. But I still. No, I do that with my poems. To... I'm like an idiot, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I had somebody read. Took one of my poems and just took part of it and put her name next to it and said, well, I, I just wanted to share it. And I put your name. I said, if you're going to use my poems, use the whole poem, please. You know, that's great. Yeah, you put I my mean, name next to it. Sorry, you don't do you that know, to an artist. Think, you don't. No, you can't. You you have to give people credit for, for their work. That's very important. I mean. Oh, she gave me credit you know, name-wise, but she, oh, okay, she didn't yeah. put the whole in. I actually, I think it was my poem. Um, I sent you my poetry page because I, you know, I told you at one point I'd like to maybe get together and maybe put a song to some of my my lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But oh. you know that. Yeah, you know. But I have I've, I've written hundreds of poems, and I wrote one about um, you know Eric Clapton's you know how tears in heaven. But I called it mm-hmm. the. Um, I love that song. Yeah. Well, I it has a lot of significance, obviously, to me. I've lost, you know, both parents and brother, sister, and two children, husband, and the list goes on and on. But um, I actually, my poem was actually called "There Are No Tears in Heaven" from the signs my loved one sent to me. And I really would like Brina, on, Sabrina, on the show because we have a, a connection, like what my show is about. So she would be a good one to come on the air with us tonight. So make her come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'll I want to hear more. From the show. Yeah. I'll, let me see if I can get her to call. <laughs> I'm like, you okay. Can listen and call the number. Um, I'm gonna while yeah, you're doing so, that, I'm gonna um, <clears throat> you um, see some of the shows that you have uh, worked with and and direct was it directed or or uh, let's yeah see musical here. directed yeah right uh, Michelle has been music director which includes shows such as West Side Story Annie Get Your Gun Spitfire Grill Bye Bye Birdie we all know these. Uh, Something Funny Happened on the Way to the Forum, The Music Man, 13, Songs for the New World, Heart and Music, Peter Pan, Oliver, Seussical, is my, am I saying that right, Seussical? Mm-hmm. Okay, Wonderland, yep, Wonderland, Into the Woods, Let's, Let's mis- Miserable, I always say that one wrong, um, Children of Eden, uh, Yes, Virginia, Annie, and Big River. So these are some of the shows that you've actually directed. Um, mm-hmm, I've seen some actor, of the reviews, yeah. some big time people here. Um, I mean, you know, you, you know, little guy, I mean, you may think that you're, you don't have it all going on, but you have some great reviews here from people in the city. I mean, one of the things that stuck out to me was, uh, in my day at least, and being, uh, you know, I also came from a musical family and listened to what you said about, you know, I have to work. You know, my my father actually has, I found out after he died, uh, music in the Library of Congress. And he the same thing. He had six kids. He was a musician, but he worked two jobs. So a lot of people that do this kind of work, before you get really famous, you have to keep working, you know. My dad always ended up doing the music on the side and played with the Westchester Symphony Orchestra. He was a violinist and what have you, what have you. So I understand where you're coming from with that, you know, because yeah, not everybody I mean, I- makes... Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Sometimes it cuts out. Um, no, it's a, 
No, because I, I, I'm still having a little problem with the computer, and it's not the show tonight. I need a new computer, so if anybody wants to give me one, thank you very much. Elvis has left the building. No, <laughs> totally. no you know that would be awesome, right? Talk to you. Every time I do a show, it's either the darn show or the. I got everything right with the show. I was even able to upload uh, your song the same in my queue, which is the first because I've been. I, I work a switchboard, so I'm talking and I'm reading and I'm greeting and I'm working a switchboard. I'm producing. I'm directing. You know, and tonight is the first night I was able to actually get an audio clip up, and I couldn't get your other two up, but I did get them on another. Uh, place here, uh, not the YouTube, the ones you sent me, I can play them, but I actually got your the same, which I fell in love with that video. Uh, this is the, 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 the really professional version of the same, but that video touched me so much, and it, I felt that it could relate to, if you know, not changing the words, but to, you know, losing somebody, whether it be a love or... Do you still feel the same? It's, it's kind of like us, uh, you know, I work with uh, grieving parents, and um, it, it touched me, the, my heart that way that we still feel the same, you know, when you love, you know, you know what I'm talking about, when you look, whether you lose somebody, you know, physically, uh, through death or through a relationship, it just, the, that feeling is still the same. It, it, that's, is that where you were going with it, or, or what, what yeah, can you tell I mean, us about I'll, I'll- Sure, I'll tell you a little bit about it, actually. Um, well, when I decided, you know, because I was, I was married a long time, I, was, I have a, a nine-year-old daughter, and and I sort of, um guess I started to What's go on the path. Let's what? say hello to your daughter. Oh, yes. Hi, Lily. Hi, Lily. <laughs> Hi, Lily. I don't know if she's listening right now because I told her she has to get her homework finished. <laughs> That's a good mom. That's a good mom. Yeah. So. Um, well, you know what? We have uh, archives, so Lily can always come back and hear the show. All my shows are archived, can. so that's about my program. Yep. Everything's archived. So um, when I decided that, um, you know, I just wasn't living the life that I, I wanted to really live, um, it was interesting because it was at a difficult point in my life, and somebody who I used to be friends with, who used to follow my music uh, mm-hmm. like heavily, um, came back into my life through Facebook and That's, that- told me that he had been struggling um, for a very long time. That's why I never heard from him again. And, um, and um, he just sort of pushed me to um, go after my music. And it was sort mm-hmm. of like we became friends again and um it was interesting because that whole experience of just um being friends with somebody who who sort of my music my music was what sort of brought me to that person it was sort of like okay um i have to do this because after this day i'm not the same person anymore after this experience because it's like it was sort of like a sign for me. Mhm. Um, well, that's how apropos for my. Yeah. You know, people think my show is just about the signs from our loved ones. We have loved ones here too, 
<clears throat> and I I wrote a poem uh, the other day. I, I, actually, you and I talked about that. Uh, uh, I was watching Joe Olstein, who's a minister, and I love the guy. I don't always watch the shows, but something he had said sparked me just, and you know, being being a writer and artist yourself, you, you can get up in the middle of the night and have a dream, like, okay, i got to write this down, or i got to write this poem, or i got to write this lyric, or whatever. Am I right? Totally. I just, I, the last song that I wrote, like, a, a week ago, I dreamt the mm-hmm. entire song. Yeah, I've done the yeah. same thing. I'll I'll go through something. And like a lot of time with my poetry, everybody thinks, oh, God, what, what's, what's the pegster going through now? Sometimes it's what a friend just called me or another grieving parent, and the emotions that arise in me forces me. I have no power over it myself, forces me to write something, you know, to comfort them or to comfort a whole slew of people, you know. And uh, what I, the point I was trying to make, you're talking about the signs. Like I said, yes, I do get signs from my loved ones. I do, you know, I'm somewhat intuitive. And I think we all are. We all are. We just have to be open to it. But I think part of that, you got to realize, too, that we have loved ones here that we love, and, and people come into our lives for reasons. And they don't always stay, but we are all connected. That sixth degree of separation uh, you and I had talked when I first met you. It was kind of like weird, um, not to get into my EBGB as I called it, but your birth date was the same birth date as I think it was Liz uh, who wrote Whispers from Heaven, Liz Carsney, who lost her son Ryan. And it was like a day later I talked to you, you guys had the same birth date, which is significant to me. It was 1122, am I right? Yes. Yep. And we won't mention years for anybody. I don't care. I was born at 53, and I'm proud of it. But anyhow, um, we we also did a show. Yeah, you go, girl. Life. Listen, I wish I was your age. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, your life is already been. Believe me, you ain't even hit it yet. Life begins at 40. You know, so you ain't seen nothing yet, I girl. The fat lady hasn't sung. <laughs> So anyhow, yeah. yeah I wouldn't want to go back. Many memories of 40, 40 plus. I went through a, I call it in my book, my menopausal breakdown. I was going through a lot. My husband and I split. And I have, a lot of other people have a lot of memories. I don't. So when they tell me, I'm like, what are you talking about, Willis? You know? <laughs> it wasn't me. Yeah, you know, you know like, life is just a, a, a long uh, escapade of circumstances. And exactly. You know, I, to be perfectly honest, like if I was to go back to being in my early 20s, I wouldn't want to because, mm-hmm. um, you know, they say it's tumultuous 20s and it's like, I couldn't really, and I have this song, it's called Handle. I'm actually going to, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be releasing that soon, but it's only going to be available to people at, that come to my live show. Um, okay. But um, Tell us about Shows. You just recently played at uh, 12 Grapes here in Peaksville, right? Yeah, I'm going to be doing um, I'm going to be doing a monthly thing there for just for you know it's for everybody, but if you're a lady, um, it's mm-hmm. the third Wednesday of each month, and um, you well, get specials. Hey, I mean, I am sometimes I act like a lady. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, if you're a lady, you get ladies' night. It's pretty cool. Well, and you know what? Both is grapes. Awesome and the, 
Yeah, it's awesome there. I actually sang there myself. I was with a band for a while called Twist of Fate, and I had left the band. I had only went with them two, three times. I filled in for a lead singer. They wanted me to continue, blah, blah, blah. They heard me at karaoke. It was crazy. It was, it was just a crazy experience. But before it was 12 Grapes, it was called – I forgot the name of it now. But that's one of the first places I sang with this band. And uh, I just want to give a plug for 12 Grapes. It's over there on North Division Street. Um, they call it like the little Greenwich Village now, Peekskill, am I right? It's kind of very yeah. artsy. Uh, there's a, uh, you've got the Quiet Man Pub there. You've got 12 Grapes. Uh, you've got a few other pubs in the area, you know, little artsy shops. And I want to give a plug to 12 Grapes. It's North Division Street, Peekskill, New York. So um, Michelle will send me her post. And I will post when you're playing so people can go hear you. How's that sound? That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's going to be the third Wednesday of the month. And they're going to okay. have specials. And, yeah, so it's really cool. And it's a it's a beautiful spot. And their food is great. The owners are awesome. So Right, right. Very nice. I wish I could remember. Do you remember what the name was before? Or Sabrina may remember it when I, I played there. I forgot the name. I, yeah, I sang there I, one I night, with, and then I did, uh, I think it was Uncle Charlie's in um, Larchmont, or sorry, in that area, Harrison or something, with this with Twist oh, okay, of Fate. Cool. When I was, yeah, people don't realize, they think I'm just karaoke pegs, they didn't realize they sang with the band for a little bit. So, nice. um, I think Sabrina called, um, let's bring her on, and then we're going to play your, actually, you know what? Let's give it a breather. Sabrina, do not hang up. I know you can hear me and probably the whole world, even without me being on the radio, because i got a big mouth. <laughs> but um, hold on a second. Do you mind if I play your song the same right now? Yeah, play my song. Okay, I'm going to keep you on. I'm going to say hello to Sabrina real quick. Let her come on the air, and I have another caller after that. I'm going to bring them on shortly. But uh, actually, Sabrina, hold on a second, sweetie, because I want to talk about some things. We're not going to get personal or crazy, but, yeah, we will. So, anyhow, I'm going to play uh, Michelle DeAngelis' song, The Same. And you can buy this song, right? Uh, that's available for a purchase now? Yep, it's available on iTunes. And uh, okay. all you have to do is type in my name, and then you can all find right. it, well, I'll put, my name. I'll, I'll put a post up to that. Now, this is my right, new cool. cue on here. You're the only one I was able to download in my audio clips the normal way. Let's see how it works. I'm going to put you on now. Here we go. This is the same by Michelle. I never saw it coming I never wanted to know You can't even look inside You're afraid of what you already show I don't need a message I don't need a heart I know I'm selfish, I know I'm cruel But the role I play, well it's time to change that part Everyone knows I'm with the show And why do I never want to let things go? Heavy my heart whenever you start to speak of me Hold the word 
tonight is about living your dream and 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 god puts us all here on earth to um we all have a, a job we all have a job on earth and music is entertaining and makes people happy and and uh creates feelings in people uh you can be down and out and and hear something and get 
get your body revving, you know what I mean? So it, 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 it's, it's all important. And one thing I want to say, that then I'm going to bring Sabrina on the air, and then we're going to talk more, is that if you you have a dream, it doesn't matter how old you are. I, I mean, I just turned 60 last year. I published my first book a year ago. I have three more books coming out. I've got the radio show now. I have some other things going on. Um, the going to be doing some traveling and motivational speaking and book signings and what have you. Um, live your dream. It ain't over till it's over, you know. Um, just go for it, you know. That's all I got to say. Do you agree with that, Michelle? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think that it's hard sometimes because you because life sort of takes over, like whatever is is that yeah. you feel that you need to do. But I think mm-hmm. that there's always a way. And uh, I think most of the time the problem exists in ourselves. It exists exactly. in ourselves. And we are always our own worst enemy. And um, a lot of times you get set in certain behaviors or certain ways and you just keep doing them over and over again. And then, you know, nothing changes. So The definition um, of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, right? Right. So, you know, you have to... So it's all learning and living and doing it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out um, a lot of things about myself and about, you know, what what path I'm on. And But I do know that I love to write music. And mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the release of something when I write something, or maybe it's the creation part of it. Um, but, you know, that particular song actually last year... There's a dance company that's here, and they used it for a competition. Um, they used really? the song to dance to, yeah. And it's mm. it's called Rising Stars. It's out here, and um, and they won. Where they look? Um, or in New York? There, yeah, in New York, in Yonkers. But they it was mm-hmm. a competition. I don't know where the competition was, but they won this particular competition. They won several competitions. Wow. Um, and they did win with this song and their dance. And I saw it last year, and um, I just was like, oh, my God. It was, like, amazing because here were young girls dancing. and to your music. Yeah, and not only that, the director used it as a tribute to a friend she lost to cancer. And I think a lot of Ow. people... Re- yeah, a lot of people have sort of related this song to losing somebody. Mm-hmm. However, well, that's why I think I heard it. That's what yeah. took me. Got me, you know, because like I said, it was related to you meeting up with your friend who inspired you again. You got you kicking you in the ass and saying, "Let's do this," you know. And but you can take whether it be poetry or music and and tune into it for whatever you're going through. That's what's so great about the arts, you know. And it, right, it just like, touches lives. It's a gift. It's a gift, you know. It's wonderful. Yeah, because, like, you know, I think when you have a great piece of music or a great song or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. you know, people can relate to it in a different way. Because it's interesting that people are are relating to it as losing somebody. And the thing was that I, even though it's a sad song and maybe the melody particularly is sad or something about it is sad, but... Well, I guess it's sad and 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 uplifting at the same time because I gained something. The the song mm-hmm. is really about gaining 
I gained yeah. like you know n- more knowing about myself. Even though it's about growth, I, I think everybody in life uh, we're all growing each day. When you when you stop growing, you're dead. You know, as long as you're still breathing, this is what I try to teach people. As long as you 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 have a breath in your body, you keep going for the flow. As much I mean, you know my pain, you know my story. But people look at me. How do you keep doing it? You just you use two choices in life: do or die. You know. Right. So exactly. I said I. My, I, I call it, and it's corny, and I say it on every show. I turn my lemons into lemonade. Yeah, I grieve. I grieve every day, every second, every minute of my life. But I have to take, especially in my two children, Megan Mark's memory, what they went through and, and whatever to make life better for someone else. And I think through writing books and, and music and poetry, we – it starts maybe within a pain or uh, whatever, but it's it, it, it's part of the growth process, you know. And you just keep growing and growing, and like a flower, you know. And you take that from the seed and you let it blossom, you know. Um, hon, I'm going to put you on hold one second. Well, not hold. You'll be on. I want to bring Sabrina on the air and just say so she knows we're not uh, dissing her. Okay, hold okay, on one cool, second, honey. Cool. Okay. Sabrina. Sabrina? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Sabrina? What are you, you doing here? I can I'm hear you. I'm on the radio. If you, if, if you got the thing on, um, like uh, the computer on the background, you got to lower it because it will get an echo. Some people do that and they don't realize. Okay. Okay, because you can always go back and listen to the archives. Anyhow, how are you, honey? I'm good. Yeah, thank you for uh, bringing Michelle. Michelle is phenomenal. She's phenomenal. She's really touched me. It's, oh, her music is awesome, awesome, awesome. That's my Sabrina, story, um, for a minute, Michelle, well, Sabrina, tell a little bit of your story. You came here. You're in the arts yourself. Um, you and I met. I was probably, well, I think you said the first person you met when you came in from the state of Washington, from what, Seattle, right? Yes. Okay. We became like instant friends and talked and what have you and our... Gosh, how many years has it been now? It's got to be over 15, right? Uh, 12. <laughs> well, okay. I'm, I'm, we'll see now. We're close, but no cigar, right? But we, we've shared some experiences, you know. Um, you know, I'm going to ask you to tell one story. Do you remember the night of the butterfly? I remember every time I see a butterfly, I think of you, Pat. Okay, well, uh, let me. I'm going to share this real quick, and then we're going to get back with Michelle and talk more about her music and play some more of her music. And thank you again, Sabrina. You know, I love you, and we're like soul sisters. You, you're, you mean so much to me. We don't see each other often anymore. We're so busy with our lives and whatever and whatever. But when we do get together, you know, it was always so significant and inspirational and um I'm going to start with a story, and I'm going to let you continue. You had been at a – twice you went to a flea market and did something and brought stuff to me, and you didn't know why. Do you remember that? The one night in uh, Johnny Ritz's, you came in with this uh, silver butterfly pin, and it was – you didn't know, but my sister, Patty, had passed away that day. Yes. Can you hear okay, me? Okay. Do you remember? Yeah, I can hear you. We can hear you. Yep. Okay. Yep. The whole world came because we're, um, yeah. you know, actually, it was uh, worldwide. Because you, know? you were like so touched by it, like, and I was like, well, it's just a hair clip. <laughs> and you were like, no, I know it's more than a hair clip for me. Well, you, I hadn't told you at that point that my sister had no. passed that day, right? 
Yeah, you, you had uh, said you had gone to a flea market and something just made you grab that. Or you just yeah. picked it up and then you, I, if I recall, you just came over to me and you, I, I, I think you said, I just felt like I need to give this to you. Right. Yeah, you always had your hair up nice, and I was like, oh, when I was at the flea market, I was like, oh, Peg would like this. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get her this one. And then when I went in and I gave it to you, then you broke down in tears, and I was like, what's wrong? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, see, the butterfly was significant from the time my daughter died on Mother's Day 2002. My sister passed. I know that. 2006, uh, actually also in May, um, April and May are my worst months. Um, I'll get into that maybe later in the show if we have time. But uh, in May alone, I lost my sister-in-law, my daughter, my mother, and my sister, all a week apart. Uh, My sister passed four years after my daughter and was kind of sudden uh, to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And um, she was my... Not only just my bigger, older sister, I'm not should say bigger, older sister, she was like a second mom to me, and she kind of kept me together after my daughter. So I was, I had was starting to have so many losses, I was devastated. So when you handed me that butterfly clip, that to me was a sign, my sister saying, it's going to be okay. <clears throat> because yeah. I had always told you how you reminded me of that sister, your, your, your temperament, your personality. Remember me telling you how much you reminded me of my sister? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fine, and that's kind of what my show is about. But of course, it's about other things, inspiration, and and letting people come on and just vent and what have you. And um, but that was one of the things. And there was another occasion you did this, this similar thing. Sabrina likes to shop at these auctions, don't you? <laughs> Flea markets or whatever. And I you're very giving and loving. I don't like. I don't. I always every time I pick up junk now, I'm like. Chuck, I hear Chuck moaning and groaning. Put it down. Oh, I know. I always feel the disgust. I love it. You had to love Chuckles. Okay. You had to love him. But I remember the look on his face. And you had come in. We were, I think, at the uh, Summerfest in my hometown, Crowdnuts in New York. And you came in with, you gave, on another occasion, gave me two plates. They were kind of like, um, I forgot who made them. They were like the year your kids were born. They were the year my. Yeah, the, yeah, they were like, and I had to have them um, almost like an I Avon thing. I went to Avon. today. That's funny that I'm talking to you. <laughs> I mean, well, I thought you were doing it no tomorrow. No, 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 no. I usually do Tuesday night, but Michelle's kind of booked up, so we uh, we had to go with tonight. But anyhow, you gave me, she actually handed me these two plates, and I was shocked because it was both the dates on it was of my children. I had four children, but the two dates were of the, the two children. And I was like, oh, my God. So to me, that and this is before my son had even passed, you know. Yeah. So it was it just amazing. It was just amazing. But I want to thank you for that, Sabrina. And um, if you guys want to talk amongst yourselves, I'll be quiet for a little bit. How you, uh, Michelle was telling me how you guys met. You were kind of her, uh, what was it again, your PR, not PR, um, I was Hi. Hi, Sabrina. I didn't want to interrupt because... Peggy's going to take a couple-minute break. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk about how you met and what you did and how you connected. Because tonight's show is about connections. It's about uh, love and 
life and 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 it's not all about sorrow everybody thinks oh this show's going to be a tearjerker it's no it's to bring others to realize how we're all connected one way or the other by the signs from our loved ones or from the signs that we we give to each other and uh just putting us in a place certain place and time uh where we're all meant to be you know for one another so Talk about how you guys had met, and you met, uh, she had said, in school, and then continue from there, whoever wants to talk first. I'll let you go first. You're okay. So, so yeah, so we met, me. We, we met at uh, Purchase, and then, actually, I don't think we really saw each other for a while, but then I think, I don't know, Sabrina called me for a job. Did I do it? <laughs> no, you didn't. Right. Well, let me... Uh-oh. But I was her RA in college. That means resident assistant, and, she, and Michelle was a very bad girl. <laughs> Were you Michelle? <laughs> oh, girl. So I was a resident assistant of like 18 girls, and Michelle and her roommate actually were very nice. They were in the middle of the hallway, and I was in charge of all these 18 women and made them do fun things like watch Simon Birch. <laughs> I was. So I know what Sabrina does. <laughs> it was like Meaning of Life night. We're having a Meaning of Life. Watch Simon Birch. I don't know if you know that movie, but it was very touching. And then uh, I had one party that I didn't get in trouble for because I think they snuck alcohol into the back bedroom. And okay. but, they did, but it wasn't. It wasn't me. It wasn't her. I never have, was. I didn't have anything to do with the alcohol. I just had to do with the <laughs> inviting people. <laughs> All those 18 girls, I mean, it was really a well-behaved floor and a lot of fun. And it was really a great time in my life to meet these young women because I was 10 years older than everybody that I went to college with. And and then I was doing plays for um, Hastings at middle school, and I needed a music um musical uh, director and she wasn't available but we have been keeping our communication open which I am thankful personally and professionally and one day we're going to do another big thing have you done any plays lately or have you been doing any um, work in the arts lately I mean I'm I'm sure you have well Michelle I haven't I I did one play this year Um, I just kind of been Working for a living, but uh, right now that's starving artists, right? Huh? I said that we're all starving artists, you know. (laughs) You got to pay your rent. (laughs) My book's a bestseller. They're making all the money. Everything's. I'm loaded. I'm like, yeah, sure, okay. I'm in debt, baby. One thing, I don't have children, but I got to tell you, not Michelle. You're not like a child, but I always very proud that you're in my life. Oh, um, well, I love you, Sabrina. I think you're you're. Even if I had you when I was ten, person. which would be not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I what about that? So you were you were born and raised in Seattle, weren't you? You yes. lived there, you know, your life and uh, go back on occasion. So must have been the water. <laughs> they talk about quoting water. Must have been the water. You can have you kids go to at college, ten. Seattle. You're ten years older than everybody else. You just feel very um, like you're their mommy, and and Michelle being one of them, and seeing her now that she's a grown adult, she's a mother herself. I'm just very proud mm-hmm. of her and she's a great artist and a great person and I'm just lucky. Aw. Thank you. I love you too. 
you know, Serena's been very helpful. You know, anytime she sees an opportunity that she thinks might be something cool, she mm-hmm. always includes me. And, I, I, you know, it's hard to find people that want to do that. You know, I've, I, right. I've tried over the years to always be open to um, sharing stages, to be sharing gigs, um, sh- you know, because I think music is supposed to be about sharing, right? It's not mm-hmm. really. Life, life is about yeah. sharing. That's what I'm trying to teach people. Through our it arts is. and through the things that we do, we we share. We share. That's what we're meant to do, you know. So maybe right. people and are, it's, it's all about me, yeah. me, me, me. It's all about you, it's, you know. It, yeah, You've it's not sh- supposed to be because, yeah, music is supposed to be, um, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of times, like, people forget that you're really giving you're giving somebody something. You're not there yeah. to say, hey, look at me, look at me. I mean, there are a lot of, lot of people that do that. And it mm-hmm. sucks. Because it's just yeah, like, it that's does. not really what it's even about. You know, there is yeah. that whole marketing thing. It's like, look at what I did, and I did all this, and blah, blah, blah. But at the right. end of the day, really, um, it's not even for you anymore. You know, it's, it's, you really have to think about, like, okay, I'm playing music, and yes, I love it. Like, and I would say right. the the main reason why I play music is because I feel good when I do it. And mm-hmm. I would say that I don't particularly, and I was talking about this the other day, that I don't particularly even like performing. Like, if I could just write and record and, you know, Thing sometimes here and there when I feel like it, but like to have to always do it, um, mm-hmm. it's not my favorite thing to do because I've suffered from stage fright for many, many years. I'm gonna and, tell you um, something, girl. That video, that outside video, when you did the same, that man, that got me. It got me. I just I, felt I, your I, soul I, in there. Thank huh? you. I mean, never know not, that. That wasn't in front of anybody. <laughs> the one person. What? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I mean, oh my God, I just, I just like, it was like better than anything I, I ever saw on what is it, VH1 or or MTV or what have you, what have you. It was awesome, awesome. It was touching. It wasn't. It was the music and 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 the singing and the the expressions and the feeling. It was awesome. Now you don't give yourself have, enough credit. Thank crazy. you. It was awesome. Well, I it think- really got. To- yeah, I think um, I think that you know that um, when we did the video, um, it just sort of like didn't really have a plan. It was right. just sort of a spur of the moment thing. Um, I had an idea of how I wanted to portray myself, and mm-hmm. I just sort of created a costume from whatever I could grab in my closet. And I wanted to look old and sort of um, the the whole point of the gate and that thing was like, okay, I want to show, like, I'm trying to escape. And mostly it was trying to escape myself to to be something different, you know. to And, like, from that day I won't be the same because I'm, like, escaping whatever it is that's holding me back, you know. Right, you know, the, right. The thing about music is 
I don't know, like just from a listener, because I have no music um, background or anything, but I think the beautiful thing about music or anything, any plays or stuff is that you can touch people on so many levels. So you, yep. like someone that was at your mindset, Michelle, is going to feel that. My mindset, someone else is going to feel that. If you can create mm-hmm. a song that can touch so many people on so many levels, that is brilliant, and that's what you gave, Michelle, in that song, definitely. Oh yeah, that's what that's what I had I had to have her on the show. I mean, I I threw I saw I met her through you, Sabrina, whether you realized it or not. And uh, you have been a significant person in my life since my daughter's passing, and then my sons. And I mean, my son used to come to your house to barbecue my kids and me. And when you kidnapped me, <laughs> I loved it. it. Was my it's I had a vacation. A mile from my, less than a mile from my house, I had a vacation twice a year going to Sabrina and Chuck's, and I loved every minute of it, every every freaking minute of it. (laughs) Oh, my, from the fireworks to the, I, oh, my God, you know, I I, I have a little loss of memory back (laughs) We had a funny story, one of the, 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 uh, the, uh, 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 feast uh, events that you did there because we have a local Italian feast that uh, everybody knows the Italian feast here in Verplank and we would sit at uh, to Sabrina and Chuck, Chuck's to see the fireworks and you know eat and drink and party all day Band, you know and we'd have bands there and tents set up and tables and what have you and um, it was just it was just awesome awesome and I had a even though my son had cystic fibrosis the night before that event I'm cooking potato salad do you remember that one for yeah, the party. I- and my son decides to go to the Italian feast, and, and he wasn't quite as sick yet with the cystic fibrosis, but his friends got him loaded. Well, I ended up having – my son ended up with alcohol poisoning, uh, taking him out in the tarp, throwing up all over the place. And I'm trying to make potato salad for your party, and I'm up all night and at the hospital with him because even though my kids at CF, they still were kids. They still did what other people did. They tried like hell, you know? And I remember calling Sabrina and saying, Sabrina, I don't think I'm going to make the party. She goes, you remember what you said to me? Well, then there is going to be no party because you are the party. <laughs> I'd love to Aww. do that. She did. She actually said that to me, Sabrina, and I'll never forget that. You touched me, that you really wanted me there. And I was there when I don't know how the hell I did it. He came out of the hospital, and he went out with his friends. I was so mad at him, even though he was sick. You know, he still did things, you know. <laughs> they do things. Well, he was so. age. If you... See how the post from his friends, you would see that he was really loved amongst the community. You know, all over the cars, you can't go anywhere in Westchester, actually tri-state area, without you seeing those stickers on the car representing him. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we have another caller. I don't know who this is. Uh, was somebody else calling in that you guys maybe knew? It's a local call. No, maybe it's my daughter. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's see. Who seven five eight one is the last number? Do you know anybody by that number? Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's my daughter. Yeah. Okay, well, let's bring her on the air for a minute, okay? Hold on, guys. Hello. Hi. Hi. Are you the daughter? Yes. Is this a Lily? Yes. How are you, Lily? I'm. Nice meeting you. You have a great mom. Do you encourage her to sing? Yes. You do. Do you sing, Lil? Yes. 
you do. Well, that's fantastic. I'd like to hear something you sing sometime and, and maybe put it on the show. How about that? When you feel you're ready. <laughs> okay. Okay? Yeah, she's, she's, she's involved in some theater. She's going to be in, she's in Mary Poppins at Stephanie High School. And, uh, oh, wow. We're be doing a, yeah, we're going to be singing at the Cutting Room um, in New York City in June. Uh, she goes wow. to a Volk, yeah, we have like a whole, there's a whole, um, I play the piano for a vocal coach, and um, mm-hmm. so the, we're doing a whole concert, and uh, so that's going to be pretty cool. Oh, that's so awesome. So she's, that's awesome. Yeah, she loves music too, so. Aw. Well, you keep telling your mommy to do this because your mom's real good and your mom's real special. I think you mm-hmm. know that, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw that video you and Mom did, the goofy one. That Mom said it was goofy. I thought it was great because we're just goofy. I thought it was I, too. Happy? I thought that was awesome, man. That was awesome. we got to get these videos out there, you know. Um, actually, I had another caller here. They dropped the line. If you want to call back in, you weren't in the queue to talk. So if you were holding to talk, you have to press. I want to tell everybody so there's no anger. Press the number one in order to be picked up, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. I don't want any hard feelings with anybody. So let's uh, tell us tell us about mommy. Tell us about mommy's music. Does mommy play all hours of the night? <laughs> I saw yeah. that Michelle it was cute. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's inspiration. That's like you know me doing the poems and waking up in the middle of the night. That's that's you're meant to be her girl. You really are. You're meant to be. You yeah, are. You, you are. To, you have to uh, write when the music strikes. I guess you know, or when. Or when the poem strikes, I mean, yeah, you know, I keep my phone next to my bed, and um, the other day, I was like, you know, getting up, and um, I just taught a whole song, and it's very funny, because the night before I read my horoscope, which said, pay attention to my dreams, and then Mm -hmm. the next morning, um, I woke up, still kind of half asleep, but there was an entire song in my head. I reached wow. over, I took picked up my phone, and I put the recorder on, and I started singing the whole thing. And after I took one wow. to school, I came home, and a good thing I was off that day, and I just wrote this great tune, and I'm like, oh my god, that's so awesome! So I just I well, that's how it happens, man. That's that that's, happens. that's yeah. what it's about. That's creativity. And like I said, my show tonight, I mean, if you want to call in and just vent, I mean, because that's what my show's about. Vent, it's a talk show. It's 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 the view on uh, Blog Talk Radio. You know, we sit, we talk amongst each other. I mean, nobody's like, we're not snobby. We, we say what we say. We're uncensored. Say what you feel. You know, there's so many places... In life, you go and you think people are your friends and you vent, and it's like, I don't want to hear it, because I, I, I've been there, especially after my kids died. I want a show where people come in. It's not all about boo-hoo, whatever, which a lot of it, yeah, if anybody's got a right to cry, grieving mothers or people going to grief too. But let's just talk and get our feelings out, you know? That's what life's about, you know? And share our stories and, and share our dreams and and, um, I mean, Sabrina's known me, like she said, what, 12 years? I, I felt, well, actually, yeah, because it'll be 12 years this year that my daughter passed. Sabrina, did I meet you right before she passed or right after? You remember? Uh, right before. So she was still alive. So you really went through that whole journey with me. Yes. You know, between losing, and, and you didn't, I don't think you ever met her face to face, but you knew Marky. 
you know, and I know you loved him. And my son Dan and you have a, a bond because your birthdays are a day apart. I know your birthday's October 25th and his is the 24th. Yeah. I do remember. <laughs> so you had a bond there, you know, and he always felt, you made him felt special Thank because you, you did have. you sound like a good talk show host, Jimmy. You better, like, pursue this, like, career. Huh? Oh, you I'm just a talker. Like you have a nice radio voice. You better pursue this career. Yeah, yeah, I sound, I, you know what I sound like? Uh, truck driver. <laughs> Yeah, you know I'm so tired of calling because you know I, I have I have MS and it has affected my vocal cords, and um, you know I don't go into detail about it, but I also have asthma, which I do, and I have severe allergies, and I'm really going through a really bad time. So I sound like a guy, and it's like every time I call information, it's like, and they say, hold on, sir. I says, and you know me, Sabrina, don't push it. <laughs> okay, I, I, I could be your worst enemy or your, your, or your or your best friend. It's like, look it. I got Hooters. I delivered 10-pound kids. I'm a woman all the way. Okay. Now, I'm telling the operator <laughs> because of my voice. So, so we joke on the show, too. You got you to gotta, you gotta kick back sometimes, you know. And uh, my big thing is to, to heal people and, uh, and, and to inspire people and just go for it. You know, if I can keep going, you can keep going. You know what I mean? Yes, we all got a story. We all got a story. I mean, you, you right after my son passed, uh, lost Chuck uh, to a year of cancer. You shared, of course, the story. I was kind of there and not because I was going through such devastation with my husband and son passing nine months apart. And even though Don and I weren't together, I was taking care of him, my ex. And that wasn't even my ex. He was my, you know, my husband. And um, we just weren't living together. And, uh, but anyhow, we, we all have a story, you know, we all have losses, uh, whether it be children or spouses and, you know, I don't take away just cause I've lost children from anybody else's loss. I mean, a loss is a loss, you know, children are different. It's just, a, it's a weird thing. I can't explain it. And what, you know, but they're all the same. I mean, they're a loss is a loss are, are devastated. And you and Chuck were like the bomb diggity. You were the king and queen of, of, of upper Westchester, you know? Oh, you really wow. were. No, you were. You really were. I mean, I going through and meeting you right before my daughter passed and still being in each other's lives. We haven't seen each other in a while. We we do have to do a girly girl weekend. I miss that. And maybe we'll bring Michelle and Lily over and do do it with. Do well, what I'd like to do is I'm going to get Chuck's gravestone here shortly, and uh, I hope to have Michelle do some music and maybe can help me like. Uh, um, organize that because I really need some help, and uh, that's what my next plan is. So I hope you got that. Oh, nice, Sabrina. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. You have, you, to, know, I, you have to learn some Neil Young because that was Chuck's favorite. Okay. Oh my God, I love Neil Young. Oh my God, he's one of you my do? favorites. Neil Young? Huh? I know Neil Young would be beautiful with a beautiful voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, there's one song he does that really got me. It was back when I was dating my husband. Of course, he did the uh, something. Was it the the Fitzpatrick? Um, oh gosh, this is where I'm bad with the MS. My my memory. Something something Fitzpatrick. Uh, do you remember that one? But he did a song. <clears throat> Can you name some of you, uh, Michelle? Do you know any Neil Young songs? I'll tell you the one I no, really I love. No, I said the I, only one I know is Answer the Gold Rush. Like oh, okay. old man, oh. you don't know old man. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I'll have to go because I, I want to do this. I do, do want to do this, like, event. So if you guys could, like, help me. I'm in. Me. I'm in. 
I'm in. I really, you know, I'm good at organizing. And Michelle, it's been gone three years, and like, you know, financially, it's been. I'm coming out of the. Yeah, I mean, like, the first year you don't really care about finances. Second year you have to deal with them, and third year, um, you just deal with them. So, and now, yeah, well, I'm uh, in. I'm in the home. I'm in the same home. I uh, believe it or not, people think I've got a radio show. Looking, I haven't got his gravestone yet, and when I do, which I'm hoping this summer, I do want to have an event, and I hope that you guys can be part of it. So weird. No, Very weird. There ain't no yeah. doubt, girl. Definitely. There ain't no doubt. Yeah. I would love it. You know, I think so, uh, and, Chuck would like uh, that too. Chuck loved the party. He loved the party. You know, and he's still around you, you know. He's still around it's, you in a different it's, way. It's just great like, because, like, Michelle knew me before Chuck. So right. now I – and Michelle likes me, so I see why Chuck liked me. Because <laughs> <So> sometimes <laughs> lately I haven't liked myself. <laughs> Listen, you don't have that problem. I tell you that you, you have the same birthday as my friend who I grew up with my whole life, my friend Justine. She was my, she was my best friend for my whole life. October 25th, is that your birthday? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she she had the same day, and um. You see the connection. Remember, I was talking about the the, the connections, yeah. and um, I don't know if you guys, like, Sabrina. I don't know if you ever heard my radio shows, but they're all archived. And I've had some famous people on, authors like myself that have lost children. Um, I had this one guy on, uh, Dave Kane from um, Rhode Island. I think he is. He's he's uh, his son was a musician. Son died. Was the youngest kid that died in the fire up there in 2000, oh, I can't remember what year it is now, in the early 2000s, and his book is called 41 Signs of Hope, and it's about the number connections, you know, I, a lot of people think, oh, well, yeah, you're being a weirdo, but there is, I mean, I have a connection to 22 and 222, and it ended up when my son died on 22. Uh, wow. And I was telling this to Michelle, the lady, uh, the author of Whispers from Heaven, who lost her son, her connection was 22, which was a week after the 41 Signs of Hope show. And her her son had passed at eight years old of a, a rare form of brain cancer. And um, numbers are very significant. And that's kind of the other theme, you know, a theme of my show, of course, is uh, signs our loved ones send us, that they, they, that they are still around us, just different. You know, we're all here to learn. We're all here to experience life and all here to work together. And um, you know, the connections with the birthday, like you and my son, Sabrina, were a day, you know, my son, Dan, that still lives home are the day apart. Um, Michelle is November, I can't forget, the 22nd. The lady that was on the week I called her that, that wrote the book, Wizards of Heaven, her birthday was also November 22nd. So there's the 222 connection again, you know? So it's it's kind of a thing to look for with people. You know, with- you know? <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, it's like they sent us signs that you may not even recognize, you know, um, you know, and I'm not really I'm not getting into it tonight, you know, because a lot of my shows are about that. But if you feel like your loved ones aren't around you or whatever, like with me, with my book, the butterflies, the hug, the rainbow, the numbers, the, there's birds, there's so many connections still that they, they let us know that they're still around us and inspiring us, you know. And no one chuckles. He would love that, you know, to get his headstone and have that party because he, he'll be there in different form, but he'll be there. Well, oh, you and, and Michelle meeting each other is one form that you can't deny, right? <laughs> it's all meant to be. It's all meant to be. Yeah, I mean, out of the out of the blue, I mean, I just 
saw this, this I guess it was that video, and I'm like, holy crap, I, I, I dug it, man. It really touched me. And I was going through something, and it really, re- I mean, I'm always going through something. But yes, it's just amazing. That time, it really, it just did something to me, you know. I mean, Sabrina knows I sing, too. She's she's heard me off key on key in between keys. <laughs> Well, that's only if you think it's we the end all of it. have days like that. I'm old, I never know if I'm going to be on key off. She, she knew White Russian <laughs> Peg. And actually, I'm going to tell you something. I haven't done that in years, but I went to see my I went to I went to Ron's 60th birthday party the other night around the corner from my house, like walking distance. Ronnie uh, from the Crest, that sang 16 Candles. Well, I got I got trashy. <laughs> I haven't done that in a long time, and I regret every minute of it. But it, that was like kind of the old white Russian peg kind of night, but it was close to home type of deal, you know. But it's like, oh my God, what did I do? You know, I probably made an ass of myself, probably. But you know, Sabrina's been through those times in my life when I have made an ass of myself and whatever, you know. But you know what? It's all learning. Sometimes you got to let loose, you know. I, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a teetotaler either, you know. I, I don't get, you know, I don't do this often. I haven't done that, but I did that night, you know. So, um, but I had fun. I had fun. Hope I didn't embarrass anybody, and I'm sorry if I did. Oh, <laughs> Somebody knows that side of me. <laughs> no, we've had a ball. We've had a ball. We've had a lot of good times in life, and uh, you got to hold on to that, guys. You know what I'm saying? You really got. That's gotta. what life is about. I guess that's what your show is about. It's a cabaret, honey. Life is a cabaret, my friend. Yes, it is. Yeah. You know. And if you yeah, and the cabaret sometimes, people. you know, sometimes it's monkey wrenches thrown in, and and we all we're not isolated. We all have losses, you know. And it's hard, and we grieve, and you know, and that's what my show's about. It let your feelings out, you know. Sometimes it's okay to have someone to call in and have a shoulder to cry on. I'm doing this show. I wish there was something like that when I was going through it all, where I could just call and vent instead of getting on just Facebook and having people like deactivate me because I don't want to hear it, or going to the bars like, oh, here she comes. I've, I've actually walked in places and I've heard them say, oh, here it comes. You know, it's like, what the hell? You know, okay, you're right. So now I go and I smile. I keep whatever pain is in me because you know what? They don't want to hear it. But this show, we want to hear it. We want you, you know, we want you to let your feelings out. We want, we're here to be a shoulder to cry on. We're here for you to express yourself, whether it's through the arts or through anything. You know, we want you to express yourself. And because, you know, what we're human beings and, and as spiritual as I am and, and I am an intuitive, uh, I've known it for years. I just didn't let the cat out of the bag for years. And I've done readings on the show and whatever, and I don't do it professionally. I'm not charging anyone. But you know what? It's about helping someone get through it. Listen, guys, I have another caller, let's, and they want to come on. Let's see who it is, okay? And then we'll, we're going to play some more of Michelle's music, okay? Excellent. Cool. Okay, hold on one second, please. Okay. We still have 45 minutes. Okay. Hello, 6027. Hello, caller? Hello? Hello? Hello, Hi. who am I speaking with? This is Sue, Michelle's mother. How are you? Hi, mommy. <laughs> Hi, Sue. Hi, mommy. Hi, Teddy. We've got the whole family you? here. That's Hi, fantastic. Hello. Everyone's on. We got Lily. We got Sue. We've got Michelle. Aww. I'm calling 
Sue, from Atlantic would you like to hear some of your story and some of your music? And and I want to thank you for having your daughter. She's wonderful. She's wonderful. And, you know, I have a few things to tell you. We are very lucky in tunes, Peggy. Uh, my mother was born in 1922. She passed away, sadly, on Valentine's Day in 2008. But uh, my husband's birthday is January 2nd. We were married on February 22nd. Um, we were married on February 2nd, and Michelle was Oh, that's the date of my son. My son died February 2nd. Oh, really? And my husband's birthday was January 1st. January 1st? Connect. We were all in twos, two, two, and 22. So I don't know what See? that means, but... Uh, Anyway, that means I that you should be on the show right now, girlfriend, <laughs> because that's what we're about. We're about connecting in our spirits and our music and our yes, lives and yes, inspiring. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. You know, yes, uh, that, that's true. thank you. I, I guess that really got you when you heard that, huh? Yes, you did. You did. And then I was very touched by your program. Uh, I'm a singer myself, so uh, maybe a little rubbed off on Michelle. However, don't have her beautiful uh, songwriting and, and, and piano and organ skills, but uh, I think a little bit of my voice rubbed off on her. And, uh, well, and that's, we do and all it's all about the we all, and that's one of the things I'm talking about tonight is that we all have a gift. Michelle's got the the writing, the singing, and and uh, and the um, and, and you've got the singing, and I've I've had you know I came from a musical family too. My family was very musical, and now I'm doing writing, and I've got a, a bestseller book out, and writing more books that's and poetry beautiful. and counseling, and you know. So well, I, this is what the tonight is about letting people know go for it man if you got something going on just do it if you well, you're, I'm, still, I'm years old just like who cares well, so what I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little older but you know what i still do uh, a mother-daughter show with michelle that's not one of her favorite things but we do sing at the cane street nursing home in uh in purchase new, in greenwich of purchase new york i guess it is and uh wow. i still uh I still, my the people there still love me and still ask for me. You know, I do uh, Rogers and Hammerstein. Tell me, I'd love to take a ride down and hear you. Is that okay? And the next time you do it, I would like to hear you guys. Oh, sure. And you can come along. Yeah, and come along, Peggy. No, I would love, you know what? Ironically, years ago, for 20 some years, I had owned my own home care business and I worked for geriatrics with uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. So that was my field, yeah. That's wonderful. Well, you know, music is, uh, is a way of getting to people that are ill, and they look forward to uh, coming to seeing to seeing us and and listening to the music. And it's tremendous therapy. And guess what? I feel good after I've sung there because everybody loves you when you're there. There's no question exactly. about it. And yeah, can I share I a story with you? I being that I work with Alzheimer's dementia, my own mother died of Alzheimer's, and uh, the last oh, well, she had it for two years. Terrible. It was very sad, and it was the last six years of her life. I had her in Skyview in, in Croton. I had to put her in nursing home. I, I couldn't take care of her. My dad was sick at the time. My four kids, too, with cystic fibrosis. It was very difficult, and I, I, I had a dread. But the last two years of her life, she stopped talking. But I'm, we share this on another show, my niece and I. Do you know, of course, there's a different part of the brain, just like Mel Tillis that used to sing. He stuttered, but when he got on the stage, he didn't stutter right. when he sang. There's right. a different part of the brain. Right. I learned a communication technique through my mother because she loved to sing, but she couldn't sing for a can of beans, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I could communicate with my mother 
by singing, and she'd sing back. She couldn't talk, but she could sing back to me, that's, and that's, that's and I took it on to my field with my other Alzheimer's and dementia patients. So right. through song, we could communicate, that's which is right. very special. Absolutely, and that is one of the things that um, people who have Alzheimer's music is one way to uh, communicate with people that are that sick, and I know that exactly. for a fact. Music is, is definitely a, a soul a healer in all kinds of directions. Uh, it's something that is very important to everybody. So yes, it my, is. Music is my, wonderful. I like that, but I. My thing, that's my thing for today. Well, it was great to talk to you. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. But no, so you're, I, so you're welcome to come on any time. My show is on usually once a week, sometimes twice. You can go I back see. to my archives and listen. I've had uh, uh, a few weeks ago my friend who I got trashed at his birthday party. <laughs> Ronnie, he, he, <laughs> we were both uh, neighbors and victims of Hurricane Sandy a year ago, too. He totally oh, lost right. his house. Mine is semi-back. I still have no living room, but I'm back in okay. the house after six months at a hotel okay. back then. But wow. he developed hurricane. Um, he developed lung cancer, so he came on the show and he's given me permission oh. to use some of his music, like Sixteen Candles, some of his other songs. And um, so, you know, it's 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 music is so important and um, it's, just touches it's everyone. But you come on anytime you want and bring some Thank of the music. I hear it. Thank you. I will, and maybe the next time we're we're in, uh, we're, we'll we'll invite you as a as a guest. Michelle is spectacular. She had the people dancing on the floor the other day. I wasn't able to get there, but I understand the patients were hey, actually Michelle. dancing. <laughs> they were, they were dancing. Well, you know, it's funny. I on top of everything, I have multiple strokes. I have trouble walking, but oh. Sabrina knows me. I love to dance, and I'll get up for like about two seconds, and I get jiggy, and then I have to sit back down. And everybody, oh, you just started revving up. So, yeah, I can't do it, but you know what? It really just gets me going. It gets me going, man. You know. <laughs> so no, I would love to come and, and visit with you guys. Right. Well, you're a thank very you. special person, and thank um, you Michelle, very much. Mom, can you hear me? Yes, I'm gonna go. <laughs> All right, Michelle's mom, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hi, I'm Sabrina. Hi, Sabrina. How are you? I don't know if you remember me. I do. As oh, a matter do of you? Fact. That's amazing. That's a, that was ages ago. It was in another uh, another century, I guess. Another lifetime. Tell everybody how long ago it was. We want to keep it a secret. Okay. <laughs> it's all. It's just about uh, a year be ago. Be proud of you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen so years so ago, you another... dropped your little daughter uh, off at Purchase College. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Well, I wish you all the best in all of your endeavors, and it was great to talk to you, and uh, and keep going. That's what you have to do. Yeah, and, that's uh, what I'm doing. How proud of your daughter, Mrs. DeAngelis. Um, thank you. I am proud of her. She, she works. She works very hard, and she's a very special person. And I, yes. I hope someday her music will people will appreciate it. Which I certainly oh, do, I and I know a lot. Going of to, do. I think they already are. I really got a good yes. feeling about this. Yes. Well, thank wonderful. you, Sue, so much. Come thank on the show very, anytime. Sorry. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye. Have I'm a good night, honey. Later. I'm going to take out one more caller, and then we're going to play another song if that's okay, Michelle. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Hold on one one second. Okay. I don't know if they want to talk. We'll see. Hello, caller. Uh, 7830. Did you want to speak to us? Hello? Hello? Okay, I guess they're... 
Oh, yes, hello. Well, I'll just call in to listen. Are you calling to listen in? Okay. I'll put you back on hold then. Right, okay, hold you. on. Okay. All righty. Well, I guess uh, let me get this person back on hold. Sometimes I do this. Sometimes they want to talk and it doesn't show, you know. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to go to my other way of playing your music. Um, let's see what song we're going to play now. Bear with me. I want the one song I want. Michelle, tell her what I want to hear. Alone? <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to hear? I like, one. I like that one with the, the bum in the street. and I'm trying to think of the video. That you made. The only the ones thing. I have is the alone and where where we belong. And the same. Do I have the alone, Michelle? Right? Well, well, I'll let you guys We are all alone, right? Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to play that now. Okay, but I have to tell you something about the recording because... Okay, should I play it now or not? Let her tell you the story. Let me just tell you quickly that I wrote this song out of nowhere. Um, Mm -hmm. I just sort of, it just sort of, I I just went over to the piano and I said, um, I'm going to write... Uh, something and what key am I going to write in? Okay, I'm going to write in the key of A flat today. For whatever reason, I don't know why. And um, mm-hmm. I swear that sometimes the song just appears to me like it's sort of mm-hmm. like it comes from somewhere else. So anyway, I wrote this song. I would say maybe in 15 minutes, and then I was like, I really love this and I want to record it. So actually, I recorded it on my iPad because I don't have a studio right now. But um, that's fine. So I. Yeah, so I recorded it on my iPad, and I'm like, this really needs something. It needs, like, pictures. And and so anyway, so I gathered these images, and I made this little video um, with my Mm -hmm. recording from the iPad. And it really um, touched a lot of people. So um, actually now, because of that little video I made, I sent it to some friends. Anyway, so I'm recording it with um, this friend of mine, his name is Joe Monona. He happens to be uh, in Kevin Bacon's band. And, oh, wow. Uh, he, yeah, yeah, and he has an amazing piano, and so he's doing a whole thing for me. And, uh, I got to so tell you, Michelle, I listened to that song before your video, and I knew it was good before that video. If Sabrina you remember me, always, like, texting Yeah, you. Sabrina was like, Michelle, this song, this song, this song. <laughs> it's really good. Like, I love the same. I've been telling her about the same. It's my song. Can you just, if you, if you ever, like, put it in a big album, can you dedicate that to me? Because that's my song. Uh, well, even if you don't, I'm going to say it's my song. <laughs> but this song. I will song, have a whole dedication page for But I'm it. telling you, this song that, you, that you're that you going to play, Peg, I yeah. really, something magical about it. So. Wow. Without okay, further let's go, ado. Let's go with it, and then we'll continue to talk a little bit. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't show the videos on here. I'm. Yeah, I'm you don't need to the radio. I promise you. Okay. Well, here we go. We're going to do it, and i got to do it a little different way than I did her other song, so let's go with it. Here we go. This is Alone by Michelle. And let's hope it works because I'm... Alone. Oh, yeah, work. I don't okay. know how it's going to Fine. Just hoping it plays with this, the way I got it set up here. Here we go. Hear a little clicking. That's okay. I see your face before me, and I 
Wow. How true is that song? I I don't know. I mean, my I I when I sent it to some people, they were like, "That is too sad." But I was like, "No, well. you know what it is." You know, my interpretation of that is, you know, we are truly alone. Um, we come into the world. I mean, yeah, we're we're born and what have you. We have some have parents, some don't, or whatever. But we are alone. I mean, like in my case, I had a family, and a lot half of them are gone. And now that I'm alone, and I still have others, you know, but we are alone with our thoughts at times, our feelings, our our our, our missing our loved ones, and and. You just gotta keep standing tall. You gotta keep reaching out. You gotta keep being there for others. And 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 and, but you are you are alone. You're alone with these feelings. You know, I that's my interpretation. What was your when you wrote the song, Michelle? What were your feelings at the time? Well, I would say, you know, I've had um, some um, OCD since I was about 14. I don't particularly want to talk too much about that, but I was yeah, to talk about that and to talk. It was originally I started to talk about, you know, looking at myself and just saying like, um, I guess again, questioning, you know, what I am doing and, and what is my life about and, that kind of thing. But then it turned into um, feeling like pain for for things in the world. I guess I, I, was, I would like to find, you know, positivity. And I think that, you know, you turn on the news and it's all about horrible things and, you know, you you feel like you have to be keeping up with everybody else's vision of of how your life should be and and I think that that's a mistake that a lot of people make and um it's hard to escape that and um yep. I think when you do escape that and when you do want to be your own person you do stand alone a lot of times because maybe you're misunderstood or a lot of people don't get you know your your um your ideas and um I'm not a person that likes to to follow along with what other people are doing. I kind of just do my own thing. I mean, I'm I I'm very accepting of 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 how people are. I try to, you know, um if I can help somebody, I I will, you know, and but I think at the end of the day, there's so much stuff that happens. It's like, why? Why are these mm-hmm. things happening and you know, to each other, you know, like, uh, if we are alone, shouldn't we be supportive of one another, you know, instead of doing the, the thing about look at me, look at me, you know? Now the, but, the, um, in, the That song is the greatest thing for the show tonight because, you know, united we stand, divided we fall. And it's not just about our government. It's about life and friendships and just being there for everybody, you know, um, like yeah, I said, if you go like back to the, only... I wrote out even if this person's a jerk, I'm, I'm probably one of the biggest jerks going sometimes. Sabrina can, Sabrina can vouch for that. I can be, but I'm deep. I'm deep. I care about other people. I love other people, and I that song, that song got to me. I, I'm, I'm sitting here with tears in my eyes right now. That really got to me. 
you know, I mean, the thing is, only through friendship and love are we not alone, you know? So, but I think the song is more of a philosophical um, way of looking at life. And, And the images that I chose, I chose some images that were maybe more political, and I chose some things that were on the sad side because I wanted people to really think, why are some people in the situations that are they in or mm-hmm. why um, whatever it is that I chose to use, I think um, I wanted people to sort of like be sad for that moment because I, I think when you look at like the sadness of, of, of our lives, that might make you feel like, okay, I, I want to change my behavior and maybe today I will help somebody or maybe today I'll be supportive of somebody else, you know? Amen. And, um, Amen. Yeah, I think, you know, it's important to, to to try to appreciate each other and not always be trying to outdo the next person. I mean, we all exactly. have we all have times when we're like, I wish I was doing A, B, and C. But, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, with social media and everything, I think a lot of times people, you know, they get, caught up in what other people are doing. I mean, I read an article about um, people that get Facebook depression, and and I think it, it can happen because, you know, if you're not at a good point in your life and you see other people having things that are good, you know, um, sometimes it's it's hard to, 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 to um, deal with those. But or vice versa. I think, what? Vice versa, because, you know, when I was, I didn't have um, social media when my daughter passed and my sister and brother, I lost two siblings too. Um, I vented on Facebook and, like I said, a lot of people dropped me and whatever. And, you know, I talked about this on one other show about, you know, a lot of my friends, you know, kids were going to college and getting married and talking about the empty nest syndrome. And I'm thinking, wow. I got empty nests too, except that my birds aren't flying back. You know, at least yours yeah. will be there for the holiday. And not, and I, I don't <clears throat> begrudge anybody for that. That's that's fantastic. And you know, but I don't think they. And it's not what they say, really. It's just, do they actually look at somebody like myself and who's helping other grieving parents now that um, we have really empty nest syndrome, except for, you know, I believe in a higher power, God, I call him God, I have no problem with that, and, but we really have the empty nest, there, there, I wrote a poem um, around the holidays called um, Empty Chairs at the Table, thousands of people picked up my poem, I was really shocked, I, I mean thousands, I'm not even kidding, that it really hit home, is that I had those holidays, and I had those birthdays, and I had those celebrations, and now I sit at that table like you do at Christmas and Thanksgiving and their birthdays with the empty chairs. I really have the emptiness, and you know? So it's like, you know, like I said, you don't pay anybody for having it, but I'm trying to make other people understand someone in my position, another, like, grieving parents or grieving, like, Sabrina losing her husband and, 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 and my losses and other people's losses that... 
it's not always going to be life is not going to be hunky dory we're all here for lessons and and and, and we're in school and 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 we need to move up to a, a more spiritual level, I think, and that's where I have a lot, a lot of people think, oh, she's nuts. Look at her; she's got a radio show. She talks about EBGBs and ghosts and old lights turning on and off. And I, I've been put down. I've been put down by other Christians. And oh, you really believe that? You better read the Bible. Well, my dad worked for the church fifty years. I grew up with the Bible, honey. And I, I believe in God, and I love God, and I love Jesus, and and I don't care, you know, whatever religion you are, I, go go for it. I don't begrudge any because we're all one we're all one and um it's just i think the most important thing in this one i want to point out in the show and, and along the lines of what you're saying is that we all need to stand together through the good the bad and the ugly and uh you know it's it's not always easy everybody goes on with their lives when you you've had losses and, and things and a lot of them a lot of people i found too are afraid of their own mortality but hey Sweethearts, I hate to tell you, we're all going to face it sometime. You're, you're going to lose somebody, you know, and one day someone's going to be grieving us. And I think what I've learned from the losses and, and being having a loan and downtime and what have you, I had to come to a different point in my own life spiritually to, like, try to make sense of it all. And my way of making sense is by doing the show and writing books and poetry and, and I started a foundation for um, other children with what my children had, make a wish to grant them wishes before they get too sick uh, to enjoy these wishes, whereas some of the other foundations wait till they get too sick. And So this is my way of giving back and trying to make sense of what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to try to be as happy as we can while we're here. There's going to be times when you're not. But, you know, what? I think the most important thing, and I think what you're trying to say and is that – we need to be there for each other, you know, through the, through, like I said, the good, bad, and the ugly. So continue, honey. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just. We, no, no, no. That's, that's exactly, you know, we do need to be there for each other. And the thing is mm-hmm. that for whatever reason, I mean, I always say this. If when you look at children, children for the most part gravitate towards each other. They are mm-hmm. usually pretty helpful unless they're scared or something. But for the most part, I would say kids kind of gravitate towards one another. Then somewhere along the way, uh, kids turn into adults and through their circumstances and through uh, their coping mechanisms to protect themselves, they develop mm-hmm. different characteristics that make them feel a certain way towards each other. And a mm-hmm. lot of times it's either with with anger or with hatred or whatever it is. Um, right. And most of the time, you know, somebody told me that there's only two emotions in life, and that's fear and love. And mm-hmm. everything else sort of falls in, you know, falls in one of those categories. And I right. would say that that is 100% true. Because even when I look at myself, even when I look at, like, the feelings that I'm having for whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. or I, I can always equate them to either of those those two categories. And um yeah, I think in order to make the world any any better, we have to be able to support each other. Um Exactly. You know, and, 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 and not allow greed and jealousy to take over our lives because that's when it or all putting- falls down. I want to bring another thing up just real quick, and I'll be quiet. I uh, a year ago, uh, right after a few weeks after Hurricane Sandy, I lost uh, 
I lost my 28-year-old nephew to, uh, he was one of the first four of this heroin epidemic, epidemic here in uh, Westchester, Putnam County. And every time I turn on the news, I hear of the first four. Well, my nephew Wayne was one of those first four. Clean-cut kid, worked, got hurt on the job, got the oxycodines given to him, and then went to and did a bad, bad drug one night. You know, I think people need to realize that we condemn some people that, that drink themselves into oblivion or do drugs or whatever. They're people, too. For whatever reason, they turn and maybe don't have the strength. And I don't, we, we can't put people down for what they do. Everybody deals with life differently, you know? Uh, we all like to self-medicate one way or the other, you know, and uh, I don't think there's anybody out there that hasn't, whether it's been popping a pill or having a drink or doing whatever, We, you know, but I think we need to stop putting other people down for what they do and look at the reason why they do what they do, you know. I, 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 was dev- I totally agree, yeah. I was devastated. We've already lost my two children at 22 and 28, and now out of the blue, and I just got hit with the hurricane, um, we had come down to start raising my house back up and throwing out everything I owned and lost all my memories. And, and then I get a call from my sister. This was my late sister's grandson that passed to that, one of the first four. And like you were talking about media and turning in every time, and they, they, they're talking about it. And, yes, it needs to be talked about because we need, to, we need to stop the ones that are making money off this. But the people that are doing the majority, I would say, what is the reason? Like my nephew, he was hurt. You know, I'm not making excuses for him. He was hurt. They're offering these pills, and they get you hooked, and then they stop the medication, and you're hooked. You know, look at the circumstances yeah, I mean, behind it. This is how it happened to several people, and actually it's funny that you mentioned that because I was talking to a friend last night, and their daughter had the same um, problem. Same. And it, mm-hmm. again, started with painkillers, and then it just sort of uh, stemmed from there. And it's really crazy to me how nobody's really talking about where these, um, how these addictions are forming, and they're really forming from certain pharmaceutical drugs. and um, Oh, it's true. Even you know, my two children with fibrosis, my son at the end, they had him on methadone. And I'm like, what the hell are you putting him on methadone for? And he said, well, you know, the other stuff suppresses the respirations. And, he's, you know, with, with they, they cough so hard, they break ribs. The pain is unbearable. And he had so many complications. And I'm like, well, he's never did heroin. And they said, well, we know, but the methadone's a painkiller. It's a painkiller. And it doesn't, it's the least damaging uh, as far as respiration uh, compared to oxycodone or oxycotton or, or any of the other drugs like that. I mean, there's reasons for some of these things, and, and people shouldn't have to suffer. But then you can't do these things to people and then stop cold turkey. And like I said, let's, let's take each individual. Don't put the, you know, uh, um, uh, John Smith down because he OD'd or somebody's kid because he OD'd. Look at the reasons why. The, the kid may be suffering. I have another nephew who's got a lot of problems, and he's bipolar and what have you, and got addicted to things, and he, he's a mess. He, he's a mess. He's in there. The jail, he's in there right now, okay? And he had his reasons, his bipolar, whatever. Let's stop condemning people, and let's start looking for ways to help these kids. Let's start looking for ways to – and that's another thing I want to stress about why I'm doing this show. You know, we've lost three people in my – three young people in my own circle of 
two with an illness that they had no choice. And my nephew, Wayne, really didn't have a choice either. You know, once in a, you know, he became addicted. The brain, that, that crap takes over the brain and that's it. One shot deal a lot of times, you know, most of the time. And it's very difficult. Yeah. So let's. And, I mean, let's get the, the big guys, the guys that are, don't do it and are out to make the damn money about it. That's the ones we worry about, you know. But I see so many condemning yeah, think, these kids. You no, know? you can't. You can't. I mean, me- mental illness can affect anybody and anywhere. But my, my, my feeling is, you ha- is, is why, see, a lot of I, I read a lot about different things, and, and there are, I think, therapists that speak about, you know, certain triggers, what triggers an event of a certain mental illness. And because, like you said, people handle life all differently, right? So, I mean, exactly. there can be an event that triggers something for somebody. And, um, you know, I think when you try to get to the trigger of the problem, um, yep. then possibly you can come up with a solution because I think just medicating people isn't the answer because I mm. um, have had experiences myself and I know that that's not always the answer. And um, nope. I think as far as, you know, uh, the the medical industry here, now I was speaking to a doctor recently who practiced doc, uh, uh, medicine uh, in Europe and said that um, here... Um, the, the, she would never want to practice medicine because, you know, the the turnover time to see your patient is like 10 minutes. And mm-hmm. she was saying how, um, you know... Don't get to she, know them. Where she, yeah, she was like, when she saw a patient, it was a half an hour, and that was minimal. And see, the thing right. is that there's too, there's too much, uh, there's too many patients, and... You know, I'm not knock, knocking doctors or anything, but I'm I'm simply saying that the whole system is really um, not about care. It's not about love for an individual. Money maker. And that's the money. What? It's a money maker. It's a money maker. It's about making yeah, money, and and that's what society has become. It is. But I work, you know, in the medical field uh, yeah. for a pharmaceutical company. I won't say which one. And I think it was the last show of the show before I talked about that. I know what they do. You know, I mean, and and I had a friend that worked for a hospital in the city that said, and, and while my son was at Presbyterian, it was another hospital in the city, and she says it's all about the money. And I see that. They were sending my son home half dead half the time and then turning around an hour later going back because that's how the insurance companies work. It's all about the freaking money. When are we going to stop losing the humanity of, of life and people and, and how they count and, and instead of worrying about the almighty freaking dollar? This pisses exactly. me off. Exactly. It's like you if know. you go to an emergency room and let's say you don't have insurance, you know, there's mm-hmm. been plenty of cases where people just die in the emergency room because they don't have insurance. Not saying that that we should, you know, I don't know how what I think about any of the insurance policies around now, but but the but the the bottom line is this, and you were talking about it. It's about it's about supporting each other and caring about each other, and that we- is at an all time low. And I think that mm-hmm. it, that that theme travels to everywhere. Travels to 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 our economy. It travels to why we have wars. It travels to why um, the medical industry is, and you know, and and the thing is, people are so focused on money that mm-hmm. they forget 
that they're injuring another person, whether they're injuring them financially, mentally, any of those things, you know. And people just don't don't care as much. Well, that's it. Uh, That was another thing I brought up. And like I said, that poem, I keep going back to what I wrote the other day, is about the social media too. Facebook's great. I mean, that helped me survive my son uh, because, you know what, I got – I started regrieving even worse for my daughter and my son died because I lost them both the same thing. And it's like, what do I do for 30-some years? That's all I knew. That's I got up every day and sterilized equipment and pills and doctors. And, but not that I wanted to do it. I had to do it. You know what I'm saying? And then everything stopped. Uh, having social media is good to a point. But I, I see so many people, no matter where you are, everybody's texting, 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 texting. Reach out once in a while and grab somebody and hug. I mean, not, not a weird way, but hug somebody. We're losing the human contact of, and uh, failure to thrive with people now. I mean, they, there, it's been a proven fact with infants that if you don't pick that infant up and hold it and love it or just prop a bottle, that child can fail, fail to thrive. It loses weight. It, we need more human contact. And whether it be one-on-one like that or even in the medical realm of working with patients, you know, you can't even blame the doctors. It's the ones ahead of them. I saw it happen in my own case. So that, that could be a whole other show with my husband the night he died. He had come out of a coma after two months, and the, all of a sudden they're having me. I got my son in ICU in one Presbyterian hospital. I'm three miles down the road at the Allen Pavilion at another, and they're making me sign forms because, well, now that he's out, we have to put him in a nursing facility and try to wean him off the respirator. They made me sign these papers. Seven hours later, in transport, on the way to the nursing home, my husband died because oh. they wanted those papers signed because – Medic, medic, oh, he was on Aetna and Medicare at the time, and they said, we can't be in the hospital anymore. The man had just come out of the coma. For God's oh. sake, what the hell is wrong with people? You know, so that's one of the things that I, I'm, I'll probably get shot trying to do this, trying to make people understand that we need more human contact, and it's between social media, but it's these, fine. But these are the true things that are happening, and the thing is that the media takes over and makes you believe things that aren't really happening. And then you hear people's real stories and the real oh, yeah. stories need to be what's out there. And so, so people well, my next understand. book is uh, first one was an outline. I'm telling everything I have, you know, a couple, I have one of poetry coming out and I'm not trying to plug my books, but my book about raising honors in heaven thinks all about my son and the signs. There's a lot more to that book because, you know, I was taking care of my husband and my son at the same time dying, a sick woman taking care of two dying people. And what I saw, not just with the illnesses, what I saw in the medical profession and the crap that was going on behind the scenes, it was disgusting. It was disgusting to the point where I had a nurse come in um, uh, a lot of times when my son came home, and she was in tears. She goes, what the hell are they sending him home in this condition for? Why? Because the insurance allows you to stay there so much time, and it was running out. And you have to go home and come back. So they don't care about his health. They don't care about his life. This is the crap they do, and it makes me sick. And I'm sure it makes that. I'm sure many other people see this. But girls, listen, we have about five minutes to show. I'd like to play one more of your song songs and um come back on anytime, Michelle. Um I want you to plug oh, wherever you, you are. Yeah. I love talking you know, to you because you're you're very uh insightful and moving and it's it's great to talk to you. So thank you for having me. Michelle you glad well, because Sabrina thank you for bringing her into my life and Sabrina thank you for being in my life. Yes. 
Love you. Been and love you. you. And Lil. Love you, Sabrina. Lily, I'd like to meet you, and I'd like to, to walk it together. I mean, we'll we'll do what you said, uh, Sabrina. We'll, we'll chuck stone. And, you know, I'm going to go out yeah, playing yeah. one of the songs. Yeah. And um, any any um, engagements you've got coming up, Michelle, I think you're wonderful. Send them to me or call me. I will I will plug them on the show uh, to where you're going to be because I think you're, you're very inspirational. This was a yeah. little bit different than yeah. I normally do the show tonight. We did cover some things beyond music about feelings and emotions and inspirations. And it's, the music, yes, it touches us, but we, we've, taught, we've touched on a lot of things that are very important well, to many is, people. Li- these life circumstances are what creates music anyway. I mean, you have to, to, to be living in order to, to create. So that's <laughs> part exactly. of the process. Well, I'm going to go yeah. out playing, let's see, what we, we played two of your songs. Uh, Alone and the same, how about where we belong? And, you know, we belong together. We belong together, united, everybody. Let's stand together and help each other, and let's yeah, and start more human again, song, you know? This, this song says uh, we're all just trying to find out where we belong, and we're all exactly. that's the chorus. It was saying how I, it says, you know, I'm, I'm feeling bad about my life. But then I'm yep. realizing, like, we're all just walking along trying to find the same idea, where do we go? And so I think we're that's in it a together. good way to... We're in it together. Well, listen, God bless yep. you guys. Sabrina, I love you. Michelle, I love you. Lily, yep. I haven't I met you yet, you. but I love you anyhow, okay? <laughs> and call back anytime, okay? All God right, bless you all. I'm going to go your Michelle. song. Thank you, Michelle, for your music. Okay, and I, I wanted to say... Melissa, my niece, who's my co-host, she was under the weather, couldn't come on tonight, but I love you, Melissa, and we'll we'll, uh, be seeing you on the next show. Okay, here, we're going out where where we belong. God bless you all. Okay, good night. You can hang on, girls, to hear this song.
Good night, all.